Hey, Senda. Hey, Phil. Do you want to have a little more chit-chat? Yeah, let's do one more chit-chat. All righty. Cue music. And welcome to another episode of Pandas Talking Games. I'm your host who likes to chit, Phil. And I am your host who likes to chat, Senda. And boy, do I. Yes. So we are continuing our chit chat series um, as we are uh, we are engaging in a little self-care for ourselves. Um, by relinquishing some of the responsibilities that we normally have for doing a show, which is uh, for me to uh, script a show and for you to edit that show. To edit said show. So that's a good lead-in to say that, just so you all know, this show will be 95% unedited. I am putting in the music at the beginning, I am putting in the music at the end, and I am doing nothing else. And what that means is that all of the outtakes are embedded in the show for you to discover, like Easter eggs. Uh, I'll add two more things. The show is unscripted, so uh, we will talk about whatever it is we wind up talking about. We have a couple rough ideas, but conversation goes where conversation goes. Uh, And two, uh, if you are a new listener to the show this is understand what it normally sounds understand like. that we've actually to mark these shows as different from our normal standards for shows uh, we have not numbered these in our normal numbering format our normal numbered episodes um, are both scripted and edited where we do talk about uh, various topics in RPGs uh, from two different points of view because we are two different people. And uh, we do that quite a bit, but in uh, our current times in this pandemic, we have um, engaged in a little self-care and ratcheted down our process so that we could keep putting out shows, but could also uh, make them a little easier on us. Yep. So with that, our topics for tonight are going to be two things. We are going to talk about, um, we're going to talk about something in gaming. Not what's giving us life in gaming this time, because we're going to talk about um, a topic that um, isn't really lo- isn't really giving anyone life, but is still it's important. It's just a, f- a fact. It is a fact. fact of life, as yeah. my as my teenage son would say, facts. That's facts. Facts. Yeah. True facts. True facts, and sometimes just that's facts. Um, the other okay. thing we're going to talk about is other things that are giving us life. We're each going to pick a thing that is uh, giving us life right now uh, outside of uh, strictly gaming. So tonight you and I have the same topic because normally our chit chat topic is what's giving us life in gaming, but you would need to have gamed. Right. Between our last episode recording and this episode recording, you would need to have gamed So to make that a thing. I had two games fall through this week. So yeah. I was um, supposed to play uh, Call of Cthulhu with Chris. And then I was running um, the end of my um, character gen for my icons game uh, with one of my home groups, which is uh, Old Man Logan, um, Glenn, and uh, the Rainmaker, Tony. So uh, Chris 
wound up very close to the last minute canceling our Call of Cthulhu game, uh, feeling under the weather. And he was trying to kind of hold out to see if he'd be good enough to run the game. And literally like a half hour before the game, like I got a text message being like, I'm really not, I'm really under the weather. I was hoping I'd feel better and I, I can't, um, you know, sorry. And I was like, no, of course, you know, that's perfectly fine. So I didn't play that one. And then uh, something very similar happened with Old Man Logan. And um, uh, very quickly, Tony and Bob were out of the Sunday thing. And Glenn and I just wound up sitting around chatting for two hours, which in and of itself was nice, but it wasn't gaming. Yeah. So I didn't really have any gaming giving me life this week. But I, you had a pretty similar experience, right? I did because so uh, this was my off week, right? Because my regular game group, it, we actually only meet every other week, right? So I didn't have any games fall through, but um, I've been struggling. And if anyone is listening to this who has messages in my SAS Geek inbox, I'm terribly sorry. Um, I've been struggling a lot with um, having the spoons to respond to emails, schedule things, get guests, do all of the stuff that goes with running She's a Super Geek, which is usually where the rest of my game time fills in, right? Um, but it has been much harder to have the ambition um, to really keep things moving. Um, and then on top of that, Andy and I have been kind of focusing on actually some of the games that I, I was specifically looking for that like you can play at a distance um, that don't require any adjustment. Um, so we've been playing some sort of quiet two player ones. Um, one of which we finished literally half an hour before I got on the phone with you and it's fine. It'll be out tomorrow, but like we're struggling a little bit. Um, <laughs> what? and there isn't really a way to ease that one down. <laughs> so I think this is a good jump in point, right? I think there's yeah. a couple things we need to account for here, right? So one, uh, we are in extraordinary times. We are. Like as in extraordinarily bad. Uh, yes. But what I mean is we have, and this is what I've learned over nine weeks of being locked down, is that I have had to, um, on multiple occasions, kind of reevaluate my expectations for myself. Yes. Before all of this happened... I was responsible for writing and doing writing and co-hosting two podcasts a week and yep. running one to two games a week plus uh, keeping um, keeping encoded going, doing some design work, that kind of thing. I am now by week nine <laughs> am down <laughs> to. I co-host two podcasts. Yep. I'm not writing them. I'm nope. not doing any real design work, although I did a little this past week for the first time in a long time. Yep. And I'm running my games because my games are still uh, giving me life. So I guess the first point I'm making from this is that in these times right now, because things are not just they're they're just different right there are things that are like simple things can be stressful yeah like you had to go to the vet today i did and and I like that to to was a whole today. experience right like having oh, to boy. 
It was wild, but they handled it really, really well. And I'm waiting for blood test results on my kitty cat to see what's going on with him. Yeah. So. so the point being is that even the simplest things are hard right now. Yeah. And so we often wind up not necessarily with the spoons that we normally have. And creative spoons tend to take the biggest hits. Yeah. Well, I just... What it comes down to is it isn't really possible to be creative until you've covered all of your basic needs, right? You you have to have food, you have to have shelter, and you have to feel safe enough that those two things are going to persist and be safe and continue to be safe and that there isn't like some immediate threat that you need to spend your energy on, right? This is Maslow's, this is feel, Maslow's pyramid, yeah. right? Maslow's pyramid you have of to higher feel needs safe enough that you can spend the spoons on things that are not directly about, you know, survival, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that that's, um, I think that's really important. So I think the idea of, of negotiating with yourself, right. And, and when I say negotiating with yourself, <laughs> I'm saying the process that I went through was, okay, Phil, nothing's normal right now. So you can't compare yourself in lockdown to pre-lockdown. Yeah, no. Like, if you need more of something or less of something or whatever, that's okay. And then, partway into lockdown, I had to do it again, where I was like, okay, well, I absolved myself of a certain amount of work. Now I feel like I need to absolve myself of a little more work. Yeah. And my focus has been to keep my gaming going, because... Gaming is um, gaming is life. Spoon giving. <laughs> it is. It is definitely spoon giving, and I also didn't want to get rid of uh, being on podcasts. I enjoy this part of being on the <laughs> podcast immensely, yes. and way more than I like actually writing episodes. Well, yeah, I mean, and 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 I know I've said this before. So editing to me is. Um, I have certain standards for myself. Mm-hmm. They're pretty high standards, I think. Um, I hope. I don't know. Maybe I'm spending a lot of time and nobody cares. But um, there's, there's. I have a, a commitment to a certain level of um and ah removal, um, which fortunately for this podcast is reasonably easy because I rarely have to edit content. I really just go through and get the ums and the ahs, and then I snag out stuff where we totally went haywire, you know, off the beaten path somewhere down a thing about Tinkerbell or whatever. Because yeah, that happens. Sometimes we go chasing dancing lights off into the swamp. Uh, but, you know, the the really funny thing is that, like, editing the outtakes takes me way longer than editing the show. Because <laughs> I have to make a bunch of content decisions. And so the first, like, 15 minutes of audio that we record, which is all just nonsense, takes me, like, 45 minutes an hour to edit. And then the actual show itself is about a two-to-one ratio. And then there's more outtakes at the end. There's more, like, three-to-four-to-one. And, like, it just takes time. And it's something that I, like, I don't mind doing, really. I spread it out over multiple nights, but it means that that's a thing that I am working on throughout the week, every week. And it is just a constant. And so... Removing the editing from my life right now is like, I don't know, it feels like summer vacation. Yeah, exactly. And it's I, wild. Well, and it's good because we're running on less spoons. So by not spending spoons 
on certain things, we feel like we have enough spoons because we've just kind of yeah, pared do stuff other down. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for me on a Friday night, I will typically at like eight o'clock make a cup of coffee, and then from eight to eleven, I hammer out the show notes for Misdirected Mark and for our show. I do them now. I've thought about them all week, but I sit down and I like I really like get to work at, at eight o'clock on a Friday. But lately, eight o'clock on a Friday, I'm pretty drained. <laughs> And, yeah, just dumb. And the idea of having to get up and get to the computer and like, you know, hammer out, you know, show notes for three hours is a lot, right? And so by absolving it, I also feel like I'm on summer vacation. Like I'm, right? I'm like, it, like Friday night comes up and I'm like, well, okay. Like, you got nothing to do. I can watch a movie right? or I can, you know, <laughs> I can play some video games or whatever. Yeah. What is it like, y'all out there, like not having committed to a weekly podcast? What is that like? Really? Weekly podcast? I can't remember. A, weekly podcast? I can't remember what that's like. As a slight diversion before we get back into missing gaming and stuff, <laughs> weekly podcast is the best example I've ever seen of it was there was this great NBC show, and I forget the name of it now about a Saturday Night Live show. And um, they had this clock on the wall that would count down to showtime. And, you know, all you know all week long, the clock's counting down, the clock's counting down, they're getting the skits ready and everything else. And then they have the show, and immediately at the end of the show, the head writer uh, hits a button, and the clock resets and starts counting down again. Yeah, that's weekly podcast. And that's weekly podcast. Like the yeah. second we record a show, the next day, I'm like, okay, what do I think about our next topic? Right. right? Our and, clocks reset at different times, which is the funny part. Yeah. My clock my but. clock resets on Tuesday morning. Yeah. Yeah. My clock resets. Also on Tuesday well, because the new no. audio. Oh, no, no. No. It resets whenever I finish well, I actually, depending on how hard I work at it, I can get a couple of days in there, and then it resets when we record. Right yes. Now. <laughs> okay. So going back to going back to missing gaming. Uh, the, so the first thing that we talked about was lack of spoons. The next thing I'll bring up is um, that so people are genuinely going to not feel okay, right? And I'm yeah. not. And I'm not talking COVID related, although it would be terrible if it that if it was, but. Yeah. A lot of us are under a lot of stress. Yeah. And uh, stress can affect our bodies in different ways. So, one, we could be more susceptible to colds. Yep. Um, some people are prone to headaches. Yep. Uh, muscle spasms, like, you know, like necks, backs, things like that. Anxiety will cause any sort of chronic conditions to flare up. Yeah. So, you know, in that case, again, you may wind up or somebody in your group may wind up not being able to play because they are not feeling good. Yep. And, and, you know, not that I think you're, not that I think in normal times we're cruel about these things, but well, it, I hope not, but <laughs> I hope it may happen. It may happen more often Yes. just because anxiety does do weird things to us. And, um, it may increase the chances. What right? I what I have seen in my game groups is 
if one person flinches. Yeah. If one person flinches, everybody's out. Everybody's out. Like, it's, you can tell how tenuous things are right now. Like, where one person, like, in other, in normal times, I could possibly have a player drop out of a game and be like, cool, I'll just run it for everybody else. Or I'll run something else as a filler, as we've talked about many times. Exactly. That's not happening right now. But right now, when I see someone bail from a game for legitimate reasons, everybody bails immediately. Like, yeah. oh, they can't make it. Oh, I can't. Make it. I, you know what? It's fine. I got something else, or I, you know, whatever. Boom, and then everybody's done. It's really interesting. So my game group is at this point, especially with the move online, um, we are very focused on sort of rotating people in and out because if everyone shows up i think we're up to like eight that's awesome it's big right so like we have enough people you technically that have two tables. If, <laughs> yeah even if only half the people show up on a given night we still have plenty of people to run a game um which is which is great for online because like it is you know like sometimes somebody can make it and sometimes they can't and like you know it's 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 in and out and it means that we have the flexibility to be in and out it also means that we're only running one shots right now Right. Mm-hmm. Like we haven't committed since lockdown started um, to running anything that lasts more than one sit down session. I think the next thing that we're going to try playing, I think don't hold me to this next week. We're going to see. I think the next thing we're going to try playing is there a ghost in this discord. Yep. So like we're, we're going through games that are specifically built to be played as one shots online. And we're getting some of that like time in those moments but we're like, you know, we're not we're not creating any Tales from the Loop masterpieces here. And, and that's okay. <laughs> and that, I think, is where I'll get to the third point, is that one of the other things about gaming and the reason why people may be inclined to drop off is that the experience, if your group has been a face-to-face group that yeah. has transitioned to online, yeah, then... They could be struggling with the yeah. change in experience. And it is a different experience, right? It's it's one of those things that part of the reason that, for me at least, I've been very focused on games that specifically take advantage or were specifically written to be played online in this way remotely is because then there isn't the part of the back of my brain and just sitting there in the, in the background going, Oh, but this would be better if we were in person. Right? Like, no, no, Senda, you can't play this game in person. Right. That's not an option. This game, you can only play like this. And so this is the experience that this game was intended to give you out of the box. Right. And so that has been helping me personally a lot, I think, with that. Because for sure, like, I play a ton of games online. Do not get me wrong. I really, really do. And I have for a long time. That's how we record everything for She's a Super Geek, right? Mm -hmm. However, um, once I got my in-person group, and I adore them because they're amazing, um, and started having really fantastic in-person games, what I learned was... um, kind of the difference between what playing online feels like and what playing in person feels like. And we've talked about some of this stuff, right? Like some of it is weird little things that you don't necessarily consider like eye contact Um, and playing vulnerability without being able to have eye contact is different. Um, 
and I, and, think, and I think just the intimacy yeah. of the presence of people. Yeah. I mean, it's just there. Mm-hmm. So it, it has made a large difference to me to shift my focus in such a way that I'm like, cool, this is an opportunity for me to play games that I wouldn't necessarily play with these folks, and they're fantastic, so we'll play them really cool. Yeah. And then I get to have experiences like Jake playing the game out of his garage and he just had a fireman hat on he is a fireman so like but his garage is full of random shit and we were playing a game that was about the shit that you could reach i believe we talked about this last we week. have been you are we are explicit you have been warned right like yes. i'm not editing this right but like that he's wandering by with a literal jackhammer and yeah. we're all like what um you know these are experiences i would not be able to have in person and that's fine it's great it's awesome it's fun so it helps, right? It helps to reset your expectations. And I think that's part of this is like resetting expectations for what your gaming is going to be like. And then I think, you know, I think you've had a pretty successful transition to being online. And for me, it's been a lot more about resetting um, the kind of games that I'm looking for so that I'm playing things that I know will be successful online. So that I don't have that, like, I'm sad that I'm not playing in person. Yeah, I, I think that I think that uh, I've been very fortunate that the main games that I've brought over so far, the game, like, I'm starting my Icons game. So that's actually just, like, in sessions, like, it's been right. in this ex- extended session zero <laughs> for a couple weeks. This is the game that never starts. Right. Uh, the um, My Dungeon Crawl Classics game and my Forbidden Lands games have yep. transitioned quite well uh, gracefully uh, no no not gracefully they've transitioned quite well to roll 20 but again when we talk about uh setting expectations i set the expectations incredibly low when i first started those games which was yeah we're all just gonna get on and try to game a scene yeah and then like each week i've added like a little bit more to both of the to both of the things as I've learned more about the game, like I started putting tokens in for the characters and uh, Chris taught me how to resize the map so that the tokens and the squares on the map line up correctly. And in my um, forbidden lands game, I built the initiative deck because there's a card deck and I actually built it thanks to the people at free league who gave me the artwork so that I didn't even have to make up the cards. They are the cards, right? And they look fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. But I did it like a little at a time. So I think like just recently in my forbidden lands game, one of the players figured out how to do uh, macro custom roles. Yeah. So he like taught everyone how to do that. And in DCC, Chris taught everyone how to do that for standard like D20 like roles. And so we started like, like each week, my virtual tabletop experience gets better. Yeah. And, And that was a thing so that I would not feel frustrated and lose spoons, which was. I didn't want to be like, all right, I'm transitioning this game to roll 20 and it has to be perfect on week one and then put all this work in and be frustrated and tired and it not work. And there's a learning curve and all of this and then ultimately not want to run the game. Rather, I was like, screw it. This thing is an iceberg in terms of all the things it can do. I'm going to do the Uh absolute bare minimum. I'm going to get a game going to keep the game going. And then incrementally, I will improve 
the virtual tabletop experience, like fog of war and all of those things. And, and then we did. And so now nine weeks in my DCC game is actually pretty smooth. And my forbidden lands game is actually pretty smooth as well. They did not start that way. And Mm -hmm. I, again, have been, um, if there's one thing I've been, I think that I've done a really good job on this pandemic, this pandemic, as in hopefully this is the only one we ever have. Let's not have another one. Right. You know, Um, not like the last one or the next one, but you know. Right. I think if there's something I've done really well in this time, it has been to set expectations, be it with others or myself and set them low enough that they've been achievable in a way that it's still fun, but I didn't stress myself out to trying to hit some high watermark. Yeah, that's really fair. And that is probably a good takeaway, which yeah. is in these times, to kind of sum up this topic, right? We're talking about there's a lot of stress going on. People's spoons are low, uh, which sometimes results in people not being as um, interested in playing. Sometimes it leads to physical ailments. People are unable to play, uh, which sometimes just triggers like a mass exodus from a, you know, from a game night rather than like a, you know, salvage thing where it's like, well, two of you made it, we could play this kind of thing. Um, But I think a lot, you will do yourself a lot of good by keeping your expectations low and overachieving than trying to push them too high and burning spoons to try to reach it, even if you do reach it. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think this is actually really, if we if we even make it just slightly more general, I think it's really about setting um, reasonable expectations for yourself because um, you and I are doing very different things to accommodate for this and very different things in terms of what our expectations are for gaming in this situation. Mm-hmm. But what we're both really doing is managing um, what those expectations are so that when we do it, we are either fulfilling or overachieving on those expectations. Yeah, you are far better to have set your bar low, overachieved, and been like, that was great. That was even better yeah. than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Then for you to be like, oh my God, I, I worked all week and I, like, I just got it to work. And oh my God, it was so frustrating, you know, and, and lose the... Lose the purpose, right? The purpose of gaming, especially in, the, especially in these times, is to give yourself spoons back. Yeah. Like, that's the purpose of your gaming right now. The purpose of your gaming is to give yourself connectivity to your friends, uh, self-care in terms of restoring your restoring yourself, lowering your stress levels and things like that. So don't... Don't make this effort. Don't make don't make, don't make your prep visual, like virtual tabletop game notes or whatever. Don't make your prep uh, stressful. Yeah. Scale back. Yeah. Cool. Although I need to set up a Discord server that I can use for the ghosts. Yeah, there you go. But I think it will be pretty straightforward. That'll be easy enough. That's just a yeah. couple clicks of a button. All right, so we should transition to our other topic about something else that is giving us life. Senda, you got something? Mm, You're making a face. Do you want me to do I one know. first? I know. Well, because if you ask me right now, the thing that just occurs to me is still in the kitchen. 
Well, that's okay. Your thing that's giving you life can be in the kitchen. Yeah, I made um, orange cinnamon rolls for Mother's Day because oh, I'm a mother and damn it, I deserved them. And so I made them and they were really, really good. And there's one left and I'm going to eat it for breakfast tomorrow. Did and you put your name on it or so something? Happy. Uh, your roommate is also in this house. Does your roommate know not to eat said? You no, know, I'm going to send her a message because like that cinnamon roll better be there in the morning when I get up. I think you should start with... Is there still one cinnamon roll? Like, don't. Oh, yeah, no, there is. Well, you don't know. You've been in here recording. Ooh, Ooh Dem's fighting words. <laughs> I mean, you don't know. You didn't. Ex- you didn't. You may not have set the proper expectations for it's it. It's fair. If, but if, after that, if, if if there are no more cinnamon rolls, then there are still cherry vanilla muffins with chocolate okay. topping. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, <laughs> set, build for success here. Be I've like, been, hey, I've been a busy baking bee. Okay, you could, you could be like, hey, Andy. You didn't eat that last cinnamon roll in the fridge, did you? And then she'll be like, no. And you'll be like, cool. Cool. I really have my heart set on it for breakfast. I love you. (laughs) Have muffins in the morning. (laughs) There's still muffins. Bye. Exactly. But if you're like, if you're like making a declaration now, like I'm having this thing and you don't know it exists right now, like (laughs) you'd be setting yourself up for some unnecessary pain. I know. I'm like so tempted to just grab okay. my computer and walk away, but my microphone is attached. I would literally go check the refrigerator on the mic with you right now, but yes. I'm not going. To. So here's the thing. I saw these um, cinnamon rolls because I saw they- They're um, beautiful. But here's what I saw that I really thought was very cool, which was um, these are scratch made. These are not like yes. tube of tube of cinnamon rolls because orange cinnamon rolls do exist. Um, yeah. I saw the zester- Oh, yeah. And the orange. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It was freshly zested. Yes. So that's amazing. It was really good. But, um, but, uh, the, the, the thing that I was, there was a thing I was going to say about it. What was it? Oh, yeah. I've, I've been making all of the yeast based things because I didn't have any. You bought all the yeast. I didn't have any yeast. And then I bought a giant thing of yeast. And then I was sent more yeast because I didn't have any yeast and I was complaining about it. Now I have all the, I have like enough yeast for the rest of my life. Right now, so I'm like, it's fine. I'll make bread, cinnamon rolls, pizza dough. We've had we've had homemade pizzas twice in the last two weeks. Like you know, just yeah, making all the things. I might just make these cinnamon rolls again. Yeah, there you go. That sounds good. Why not? Nice. I'm home anyway. Anyway, tell me, tell me what's giving you life. Is it not in the kitchen? Um, I'm gonna give you one that's not in the kitchen. Shock. I've I mean I, I've had some successes in the kitchen this week. Um, not as many new ones. I had, um, I did some just standard stuff, but I'll give you just a different thing just for sake of being a little different. So one of the things that gives me life, uh, that I like watching is, uh, restoration videos on YouTube. So I love when people like find old rusted stuff and then restore it back to, uh, you know, like it's original look. And I've got this one channel I really like called Odd Tinkering uh, because they not only do objects like, you know, they restored like a Zippo lighter they found. Uh, they've restored like a, a knife and a can opener and stuff, but they also restore electronics. Yeah. So like the person who does this buys electronics that are like no longer working or might be working and restores them. So like they bought a um, an NES 
that was like, it wasn't working properly and it was all yellowed. Like, you know, because the plastic gets yellowed. It's old, yeah. But they restore the whole thing and they remove the yellowing. And then they like, I mean, right down to like, they soldered a few things to fix like a couple things on the, like they do some like really cool work. They did a Game Boy uh, color. I have my Game Boy. My old black and white one, it still works. Right. They restored a Game Boy. Back in the day before Kirby was pink. They restored a Game Boy color that they bought for like $2 on eBay. (laughs) <laughs> like took it apart, cleaned it out, like the whole nine yards. It was so anyway, I, I what I like about them is that um, often they don't talk in these videos. Yeah. So sometimes I just put them on and sit quietly. But I find something very pleasing about something that's been kind of like lost and neglected. That's been like restored to its original beauty. Yeah. And. I just think that there's like, I don't know. I just think it's like, a like, I think it's amazing work that like you look at the, you look at it when you first, like when they first show it to you and you're like, eh, I don't know. It's like a big rusted lighter or whatever. And then when they're done, like they've restored the gold, like the gold color to it and it lights again and like it works. Like I find that to be incredibly, um, I find that to be incredibly relaxing and I will sit and watch one or two of those on a slow evening uh, on YouTube. Find them totally fascinating. Plus, I the electronic ones I find really fascinating about how like they take them apart and fix them and things like that. But yeah, I don't know the restoration of restoration videos in general are a thing. Kind of digging, <laughs> giving me a little life. I I mean TikTok. Is the other eternal. Fuck yeah. TikTok's great. We'll talk about TikTok. We're going to talk about TikTok on another episode because we need to save these for future chit chats. Right. Good. So we should wrap this puppy up. We should. And normally when we do that, we uh, start by you telling us about another show um, on the network. But by the look on your face, you don't have a clue. It's fine. It's fine. I can tell you about so many shows on the Misdirected Mark Network. On She's a Super Geek, (laughs) you can join me and Andy, um, and we play all kinds of different games, highlighting women as GMs, and it's great. And it got nominated for an Emmy last year, but it won't this year because we didn't get it submitted. That happens. That happens. You know, we tried and then pandemic. So whatever. It's all good. Say, Senda, where do people find us on the internet? Well, you can find us on Twitter at Pandas Talk Games. You can find us in the Misdirected Mark forums, or you can drop us an email, panda at misdirectedmark.com. And Phil, once they find us in one of those places, what can they do with that information? Well, while we're chit-chatting, what you can do is send us topics for future episodes. Yes, we Uh, will start making real episodes Yeah, at some point when our spoons are up, and life is more normal or whatever the new normal is going to be, uh, we'll take we'll take those topics and we'll turn them out into show ideas. So send us your questions, your thoughts, your postulations, whatever it is, send it to us and um, we'll turn them out and make something interesting out of them. Yeah. If you like what we do here or elsewhere on the Misdirected Mark Network, please consider supporting our Patreon campaign. You can go to patreon.com slash MMP. Um, the patrons of the show are basically how all of this exists. Um, yeah. All of our um, 
everything from our hosting to our gear, um, even, a, you know, even a little for ourselves um, to make the world go round. Usually um, it's what gets us to conventions. It's usually our convention but... <laughs> money. Yeah. Um, right it, now it's buying me games to play online. <laughs> it's funding my it's funding my chocolate and it's going to soon fund my new hobby and pour over coffee. I think is going to be. What's this? Yeah, okay, we'll talk about well, that in a future later. episode yeah, yeah, or yeah. in the after show. Anyway, right. <laughs> um, patrons of the show get access to the bonus outtakes from this show, the after show for Misdirected Mark. Um, most importantly, I think right now is you get access to our Slack Room for Life. It is the most positive, caring place I have on the internet right now. It It, it exceeds all of my social media. It is the place where when I want to go and share my feelings or feel good or get a good laugh or something, that is the community that I go to. And you can be a part of that community if you um, are a patron. Uh, we would love to have you there. Um, it's fantastic. I think you would find I think you would find that you would enjoy it quite a bit. Um, in addition, that same community is a community that plays Minecraft together. Um, we also get together on Fridays. While we're in lockdown and have Zoom lunches, yeah, um, Zoom big social time. And uh, pretty, I mean, you say lunches, but it is ten thirty in the morning for me. Is lunch for us East Coasters? <laughs> Second breakfast in Mountain. Majesty Second breakfast for Mountain and Pacific. Yes, um, it's like late. It's like it's like before dinner for uh, Andrew. You know, in in the UK, like yep, yep. We span yeah. many a time zone. Many time zones. I'm All hoping that at some point, I'm hoping at some point that our um, our Australian friends will come join us on the I call. Like, don't know what time it is in Australia. It's usually like two in the afternoon the next day or something. I oh, forget. Wow. It's like Oof. it's like time travel, but <laughs> it's like Saturday two in the afternoon or something. I think when they right. by the time they get it. But we should encourage. I would I would love for a couple of our Australian uh, listeners to come join us. Um, at the luncheon. But anyway, um, all of those things are a part of uh, the things that we do for our patrons. There's other things we'll do as life gets back to normal and uh, encoded ramps back up. But uh, we haven't done one of those in a while. And I don't I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to tease about them. But we have given stuff away to our patrons right out of um, right out of the old uh, encoded library and stuff like that. We'll do it again at some point. Anyway. There's also a thing you can do to help support the show. Um, despite this pandemic, we continue to push forward mm. with our If You Listen to Us, You Will Love Us campaign. Mm -hmm. um, and the uh, main battleground by which uh, we wage this war to be heard is a place called Apple Podcasts. Well, what can I people mean do? You can leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice because it does still help in other places too, right? Because other people also use other platforms. It's great. So when you leave a review, it really actually helps the algorithms push us up above, you know, other people who might be talking about boring panda stuff instead right. of cool gaming panda stuff. And, like, let's, and let's be clear. Many of you in the past have given a review. And so you're like, yes. well, you're like, well, I've done it. So I don't need to do it again because if I just reviewed it twice on the main feed, that would look weird. But you can review but, individual oh, episodes. Individual episodes on, on Apple Podcasts now. So, so feel you, free to drop another 
review. Only if you like them. Yeah, like if, if you listen to a particular episode and you're like, you're you like, know yeah, what? this was really good. Yeah. Five stars to you, episode. Exactly. That will anyway, also help us. Thank you so much to everyone who has already left reviews. We really do appreciate you. Uh, it's fantastic, and we really love reading them. That is a thing that gives me life. Yeah. Say, Senda. Hmm. Have you seen Net any good head? TikToks lately? Um, yeah, I This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Show me what you got, hey, show me what you got, show me what you got, hey, show me what you got, 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 show me what you got.